MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. What's interesting this season for some reason that I'm watching on the show is Kenya Moore being slut-shamed. And when I say that, I'm not calling Kenya Moore a slut, so let's be very clear. But there's this constant conversation about her sexual history that I think is very interesting because I don't think it's bad that Kenya is just saying to Candy, I felt uncomfortable having vibrating panties on that other people, including men, can control. Stay tuned. We'll get into my recap of the Real Housewives of Atlanta recent episode right after this quick break. Hey, Raindrops. So we have a very special episode today. I am recapping the most recent episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes! As you all know, I was taping my late-night show on OWN called The Nightcap with Carlos King. First of all, thank you all so much for watching it. The show is doing really well in the ratings. Everyone loves it. Thank you so much for supporting it. So now that I'm back, you know, I want to recap these episodes weekly. So... I haven't recapped an episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta since episode one, the premiere, which I gave it a B plus, remember? And I said that, you know what? What I'm seeing right now is Marlo is carrying the show and that you may want to <laughs> rename the show The Real Marlo of Atlanta. Yes. And then obviously we have Marlo Hampton on as well, 
which by the way, that particular episode broke Twitter. And it also, you know, increased some viewership for the show. Yeah! <laughs> so the force we call Brawl Hampton is working overtime. And after watching this most recent episode, I have to say I was right. This is the Marlo show, ladies and gentlemen. And she is making sure that these ladies are working. So look, this recap is going to be very different. I'm not going to go play by play talking about every single scene and dissect everything. Because who got time for that child? I certainly don't. Instead, we're going to talk about big picture moments. I know you guys care more about like, tell us what you think about it. Give it to us straight, no chaser. And then let's go on Twitter and throw you shade. (laughs) In case (laughs) we disagree with you. So let's get started. I have to say, this week's episode was fine. It wasn't great. I really did enjoy the prior week's episode when it was the aftermath of Sheree being left stranded, honey, in Philadelphia with her Mary J. Blige, no drama fur, and her outfit and sunglasses, honey. Yes, Sheree. Sheree was giving all of us Mary J. Blige with the fashions, and I was here for it. So the aftermath of that was the episode where Marlo came over, told her, like, we need to get you out of the house, and Marlo sent for her a car and had, like, this Fendi shopping spree, and it was this beautiful sisterhood moment. And when I say to you guys, I love that scene so much. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Because to me, what makes the Real Housewives of Atlanta so special, yes, they're funny. They throw shade. They know how to read. They're the best comedians out of the franchise, period, right? Which is why they've always been number one. But one thing about that franchise as well is the personal story. So to see Sheree be vulnerable and Marlo be vulnerable... I was here for it. So I loved that episode. I loved it so much. I sent a text to the showrunner saying, now this episode you're on point with. (laughs) Yes, honey, in my Phaedra voice. I'm teasing. I know I'm silly. But no, I really did love that episode. So this particular episode, the continuation of Sanya's event with her mom, and we had the legendary Mama Joyce there. And then it starts with Drew Sedora entering the scene. (sighs) Where should I begin? Remember, guys, I really did like episode one. I gave it a B plus, which is a great grade for a season premiere episode. Episode two of The Real Housewives of Atlanta was a D. I hated that episode. It was a D plus. And the D stood for Drew. Because... I wasn't too fond of the acting scene that ended the episode between her and Ralph. I don't know. I'm not buying what they're selling, honey. It gave me very much Lifetime Movie of the Week, executive produced by Bishop T.D. Jakes and directed by Robin Givens. I was not here for it. I thought that was some of Drew's best acting work that I have seen since the game and since she played T-Boss in the TLC biopic, honey. I mean, look, in the words of T-Boss, Drew, don't go chasing waterfalls. Just stick to the rivers and the lakes. 
that you're used to. I just think her and Ralph studied Love and Marriage Huntsville and said, you and I are going to be the Melody and Martell Holt of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, and we're going to give this world some scenes. I don't buy it. I don't. So I've been very hard on Drew since then. However, comma, this episode, I'm starting to like Drew. And the reason why I'm starting to like Drew is because Sonya is so insufferable. She really is looking for a moment. And the reason why I'm siding with Drew is because when Drew is faced with something that she and her four assistants and Raph did not plan or did not script out, she's really a good housewife. Because Sonya checked Drew and it was unexpected for Drew, Drew gave great moments because... It wasn't anything that was pre-planned or pre-produced or pre-written or pre-directed or pre-scored. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was a real moment. And when Drew is faced with real moments, she actually is a great housewife. And I want to see more of that. So let's be real here. Sonya is looking for a moment. And let me tell you what that means. So every once in a while, when you're watching, especially... <laughs> the Real Housewives of Atlanta, those women have this thing called a moment. You're looking for a moment. I'm not giving you a moment. You're looking for a moment. And if you listen to my episode with Marlo Hampton, remember how Marlo said during season nine, yes, honey, that epic season, when the girls went camping and her and Kenya Moore were getting into it. And Marlo said that Kenya told her, you're looking for a moment. I'm not giving you a moment. And that I, Carlos King, said... Honey, you will give her a moment. You will give her whatever she needs, okay? So when a housewife says that, they feel like a particular housewife or friend to the show is looking for a moment to make herself relevant on the show. And sometimes that is true. And what I can tell you guys is the fact that that's what Sonya is doing. Because it doesn't make any sense that all of a sudden, you're creating this fake beef out of nowhere. It is my fundamental belief that a producer must have told Sonya, you are not good and you don't have anything that is happening that makes you interesting as it relates to your friendships with these ladies. And I believe, as the former producer of that show, that Sonya was looking to get a moment off of Drew. And let me tell you guys why I know that to be true. Drew looked at Sonya like, what are you doing? And why didn't you tell me that when we were getting our hair and makeup done? And what Drew was saying to Sonya in that moment is, game recognizes game. Actress recognizes actress. I'm an actress, and clearly you're acting in this moment too, Sonya. And I'm telling you, I know you're looking for a moment because none of this is making sense. And that's why a lot of people are confused as to why Sonya all of a sudden has this issue with Drew because it came out of thin air. And the reason why it came out of thin air is because Sonya needed to do something to remain relevant on the show. She's a new housewife. And when you are a new housewife, you do have all this pressure put on you to be relevant. So she's using Drew to be relevant. And because she's doing that, I am siding more with Drew and I think Drew is so interesting now because she definitely is warming up to the audience 
by being her authentic self. Sonya, listen, y'all know me. I'm not mean-spirited, but I'm going to keep it funky. Sonya is a clout chaser to me. Yes, you have fold Olympic gold medals. That's fine. You even brought it to the table with screen. I'm looking for a moment. Honey, I was with Drew. When Drew said, Kenya Moore is Miss USA, is she bringing her crown to a scene? I'm with you, sis. That was, that was the epitome of doing the most. Sonya is not coming across natural because she is looking for moments to happen. And I don't know. I find Sonya to be very unlikable. I find her to be unlikable so far. But remember, I found Drew to be unlikable too until Drew decided to remove the script from her purse and decided to be more invested and more present in the scene. And that's why Drew is becoming way more interesting to me than she was last season and at the top of the season. So... That's why Mama Joyce, which, by the way, I was so happy to see Mama Joyce back on our screens. Honey, in the small section that they aired of her, gave me everything I needed and I wanted more. Anytime Mama Joyce tells y'all this argument is significant, it's because the legendary Mama Joyce also knows a fake moment (laughs) when she sees one. Mama Joyce is a legend. I believe that Mama Joy sat there and was like, what is this? You guys invited me to go to this all-girls event. I've been to girls' event. I was the one who got the party started at Candy's Food Tasting Season 9 when she told Faith. <laughs> Remember, Mama Joyce told Phaedra. Yeah, you know, I saw on the news that, you know, that guy had a bomb because he said he got tired of you playing with him and he was going to blow you the fuck up. Yeah, no, he said he's going to blow you the fuck up. No, he said he got tired of you playing with him. <laughs> he was going to blow you the fuck up. And Kenya Legend Moore said, I got that part, Mama Joyce. He wanted to blow her the fuck up. Yes, Mama Joyce even knows what a good scene is and a good moment. And when she said to those women how this is so significant, that goes to show you guys that what I'm saying is right. And my advice to Sonya, and I don't mean to butcher your name because I'm not that guy. If I'm saying it wrong, I apologize in my Anita Baker voice. My advice to you, shall you be back next season, which I think you will be, just be yourself. And don't look for moments, but create moments, honey. Because as of now, I'm not interested in anything that you're selling. None of it, honey. I'm over it, and I'm not into it. Okay, but what I am into is your mama, honey. Yes! Mama Sonya, to me, is going to be great television, and I really do want to see more from her. What's interesting about Mama Sonya, which, listen, I feel so bad. I forgot her name. <laughs> so we're going to call her Mama Sonya, honey. What I like about Mama Sonya is she reminds me of Mama Joyce in the sense of she is overprotective of her daughter. And she is going to raise hell based on what her daughter tells her. And what makes her a great reality star that I'm seeing so far, that her daughter should take note of, is the fact that she is present 
and seen. And she has an opinion. And you can tell she is reacting to what's happening in the moment. Because when Kenya Moore talks about rehearsed reads, Sonya gave a rehearsed read. That whole, honey, I'm a four Olympic gold medalist, honey. Like, girl, you have been waiting to say that since you held the peach. You have been waiting to say that since they called you and said you were a housewife. You have been sitting on that. When people say sitting on ready, you were sitting on the read. That was a rehearsed read. I'm not mad at it. But again, my advice is make it sound less rehearsed. So moving forward, when you have these things you want to say, just don't rehearse it in the mirror like you're Issa Rae on Insecure talking to (laughs) the insecure version of herself, okay? That's my advice to you. But your mother is great. She's present. So I do think you will have a good shelf life on the show, especially because your mom is great and your husband is fine. Stay tuned as I get into more of my Real Housewives of Atlanta episode recap. This is just getting good, y'all. We'll be right back after this quick break. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into my Real Housewives of Atlanta episode recap. There's this big issue happening about slut-shaming and being sexually free. You know, one thing about the Real Housewives of Atlanta that I've always enjoyed is the fact that these women are free spirits. You know, no one ever slut-shamed Portia when she called herself the Princess of Thoughtlandia. You know, it was always fun and funny. What's interesting this season, for some reason, that I'm watching on the show is Kenya Moore being slut-shamed. And when I say that, I'm not calling Kenya Moore a slut. So let's be very clear. But there's this constant conversation about her sexual history that I think is very interesting because I don't think it's bad that Kenya is just saying to Candy, I felt uncomfortable having vibrating panties on that other people, including men, can control that they can control my orgasms, that they can control my stimulation, that they can control my vibration, that they can control my vagina. Like, I don't think anyone should control someone else's vagina unless it's a mutual understanding that I want you to do it. So I don't think that's a problem. Listen, we all know that Candy is sexually free. And I give her all the props in the world for being open about that. Because she didn't have to tell anybody that she's been with women before. You know, she has a, a very highly successful vibrating line and sex toy line. Like, Candy is a boss. She's rich. And she has made millions off of this business. I love that about her. You know, Candy doesn't skip a check. And I think that's beautiful. And listen, in Candy's defense, because I know Candy. Y'all don't. (laughs) Y'all be going in and don't even know the woman. I actually know Candy. In Candy's defense, the vibrating panties was her being a marketing executive. She wanted to promote the latest venture 
from the bedroom candy line. So in Candy's defense, what she was trying to do was use the show to promote her business. But wearing the vibrating panties is one thing. I do think where things got messed up, in my opinion, is when she revealed that other people could control the vibration. That's the part I think she messed up. Because then it's sort of like, this isn't consensual. If I want your husband or these men to control my underwear, then let me tell them to control it. But the fact that I'm walking around Broadway in Times Square and I'm walking on the pavement in my Louboutins and I'm almost falling through the pavement cracks because my coochie is vibrating and I'm trying to watch this play and I can't watch it because I'm too busy in lust because somebody in aisle five at the theater, honey, is controlling my vagina. That's where things got messed up. Because of that, I do understand why Kenya was upset with it because her and Sheree and Marlo were the single women going on this trip. So the fact that Kenya brought it up To me, I also understood. And I think in Kenya's defense, it is uncomfortable. Listen, it's one thing to be sexually free. And and listen, I know a lot of women who are. But I also think you also have to respect people who aren't. And it, it can't be a situation where I'm dissing you because you're not as sexually open as I am. I don't know. I was surprised that in Candy's confessionals, she said, Kenya has all kinds of crazy sex stories. But now you are clutching your pearls. We know that your history has been talked about before sexually. So I don't know. Like, was that a diss? Because social media was mad that Marlo made these comments about Candy's sexual history and Kenya's as well. Y'all went in on Marlo. Y'all went in on Marlo, my podcast, for saying things about Candy's sexual history. Y'all tried to go in on me for asking the question. I'm like, I ask questions about everybody on the show. It's not my fault that social media takes a soundbite and runs with it that someone else said. So if you guys are mad at Marlo for making these comments, and listen, I agree with you guys. I'm all about being fair because we don't do it to men, and I don't think we should do it to women. But if that's the case, then are you guys also mad about what Candy intimated? She didn't call her a hoe, but do you guys think she intimated anything that could have added to Marlo's statement about Kenya being a hoe. Let me hear from you guys, because I'm curious if you guys felt that way, because when I saw it, I clutched my own damn pearls, honey, when she said it, because I was like, ooh, I don't... I didn't think Kenya deserved that, honey, just like I don't think Kenya nor Candy deserved what Marlo said. So what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Let's talk about it. My thoughts on Kenya this season. Y'all know I am a Kenya Moore stan, and I have no shame about admitting that. I call her Kenya Legend Moore. She was number four on my list of the greatest housewives of all time. I love Kenya. I think it's safe to say that Kenya definitely is taking a break this season. And guess what? As much as I want to see the old Kenya back, I understand it. Kenya has been carrying this show since she's been on season five. And I can say that because I know what happens behind the scenes since season six, seven, eight, and nine. All those seasons, nothing 
would happen without Kenya. Because Kenya was the force multiplier who made sure that things happen. And I think because Kenya has been a part of this show for nine years, she's exhausted. But I do miss the old Kenya. And one thing Marlo is doing, (laughs) Marlo is working overtime to pull out the old Kenya. And when I say to you, the best part about that dinner scene is when Kenya, who was very frustrated, was checking Marlo. When Kenya said, your comprehension is very off, and Marlo goes, no, bitch, your wig is very off. (laughs) And what was funnier is Kenya gagged because she was not expecting that. And the funniest part about all of that is the fact that Kenya... (laughs) The fact that Kenya even acknowledged that her wig was bad. And she said, because I love Kenya, the fact that Kenya said, (laughs) yeah, it is bad because I have to rush to get here. (laughs) Kenya, I love you more and more and M-O-O-R-E more, baby. That was hilarious to me. And that's why Kenya is a legend. Kenya did not backpedal. She did not try to, like, deny her wig was bad. Kenya owned it. Kenya actually gagged and said, you know what, bitch? You got me. You got me. This wig is awful. That, to me, was the highlight of that dinner scene. And what I'm seeing so far, guys, Marlo, Sheree, and Drew are carrying this season. Listen, Drew is working overtime. Marlo is definitely working overtime because Marlo feels like I got a peach. I'll be damned if y'all say this season is boring after I got my first peach. Like, not on my watch. Okay? This ain't happening, boo. And Sheree is giving us personal story. And that's the one thing that I I am missing this season. I think this season is fine. I don't think it's bad. But I am missing the personal story. Seeing Sheree deal with Tyrone and that whole situation and how Marlo said to her, would you allow your daughter to be treated this way if it was her going through this? Like, those are the reasons why Atlanta was always number one, because of personal story. And I'm not seeing a lot of that this season. I really want to see what Kenya Moore is going through as it relates to her divorce from Mark. We were so excited that Kenya found love and that she finally got what she always wanted, which was a baby. I want to see what Kenya is going through in the divorce proceedings. I want to see how Kenya is navigating being a single mom. I want to see Aunt Lori back. I think Aunt Lori would come back on the show if she knew they would only talk about what she's going through being a single mom. I want to see Kenya with Brandon, her best friend. I want to see Kenya with her cousin Shay. I miss seeing personal story. And my biggest critique about this season is I don't feel like we're getting a lot of it from the girls. I want to see something deeper and richer in story. And I think Sheree is checking out all the boxes. And Marlo is giving us amazing personal story. The scene that ended this episode of Marlo talking to her sister who's in jail and being around her nephews as she's on the phone. Say what you want about Marlo. Marlo, when she's vulnerable, it melts my heart. And I'm so happy 
that Marlo is showing that side of her because to me, Marlo is such a force that it's nice to see the balance in her storyline. And I want to see more of that real moment, not only from Marlo, but from the rest of the girls. Like I said, when Sheree and Marlo, that to me is the best scene of the season because it was so naturally real. Marlo and Sheree hugging and crying and talking and the sisterhood of it all. That was beautiful. And I want to see more of that. We'll see how next week's episode is because I think there's another (laughs) argument that's going to happen. But I'm hoping to see... Again, just some more rich, deep, personal story that you can sink your teeth into because I don't want this to be like New York City Housewives where all they do is have dinner, throw shade, drinks, and party. Like, that ain't this show. So I want to see more of that. So look, all in all, I would give this episode a C+. It wasn't amazing, but it wasn't bad either. It was definitely the beginning of some great moments that's to come. Child. Kenya and Marlo, sign me up, baby. Two Aquarius women going toe-to-toe, baby. I'm looking forward to seeing that. We see that Sonya is having a conversation with her fine-ass husband about wanting a baby. And then we get to see Monietta. Yeah, so Monietta looks like she's making an appearance in next week's episode. So definitely. Definitely looking forward to that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that episode. And again, what I would like to see more is personal story. I want to see more of those moments between Sheree and Marlo, where they were crying. Again, I'm really, 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 really hoping, guys, that we get to see what Kenya is going through because she is going through something deeply personal. And I want to see that. And I'm really praying that we do because it will shed light on why she's more focused on what's happening around her versus being in the midst of what's happening in the moment like she usually is. So I'm hoping we get to see that. But again, I'm very hopeful that it will all culminate to being a great season because I do talk to some of the ladies often and they all told me that they feel like this is a great season. So I'm looking forward to watching more and commenting more as well. Thoughts, opinions, reads about my recap on the most recent episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta? Email me at realitywiththeking at stitcher.com or leave me a voicemail at 310 593 Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley-Brown. We are also produced by Sierra Spragley-Ricks, engineering and music by Marcus Ham. More Sauce.